0: Hey guys, welcome to Everyday Alchemy. I'm your host, Terry. Alongside of me, you will also be hearing from my community and other everyday people just like you, sharing their stories, tools and magic to help expand your consciousness and alchemize your life. Hello and welcome back to another episode, everyone, of Everyday Alchemy. Today in this episode, I'm going to be sharing with you some messages and deeper layers of the thoughts around several things that I experienced during my walkabout that I went on on this past two weeks. So yeah, I've been on walkabout doing some solo camping and adventures on the Sunshine Coast here in BC. Now, for those who don't know what a walkabout is, it's actually an Indigenous Australian term that is a rite of passage in Australian Aboriginal society, during which males undergo a journey during adolescence, usually ages between 10 and 16, and they live in the wilderness for a period as long as up to six months to make the spiritual and traditional transition into manhood. So that's where the term originated. But in this context, it's basically a spontaneous journey through the wilderness and is there to help me to deepen my connection with nature as well as go on a spiritual journey. Now, every year in winter here in Canada, I usually take some time to go traveling. So this year I thought that I would just stay local and explore more of the coastline here in B.C., And you can't get to the Sunshine Coast unless you travel by ferry, as the mountains are very treacherous and there's basically no drivable roads to get there. So I packed my gear and took my truck on the ferry over to go exploring. Now, it was the perfect timing, to be honest, as things have really been heating up here in Canada. There is so much going on politically due to the freedom movement and trucker convoy in Ottawa, which has, yeah, basically now turned very political. For those of you who aren't aware, I'm not going to go into too much detail about it because it's a lot. There's been so much information that's come to light. Um, It's turned into a political nightmare, basically, and it's still all being dealt with in the House of Commons as we speak. But basically, Trudeau uh, invoked the Emergencies Act, which was never been invoked before. And it's basically a wartime emergencies act that was created in 1988. I don't know. I don't want to go into this right now. <laughs> I just thought I'd just throw it out there and just let you know. Um, yeah, things, tensions are escalating here in Canada and it's, yeah, highly political and everyone's feeling really affected by it. You know, it's making worldwide news. <laughs> Little old Canada, right? Anyhow, so needless to say, it was the perfect time for me to head off on my walkabout and. Yeah, it was just really good to get out of the whistler bubble and get somewhere warmer and away from the snow. Now, it's here that I just want to talk about something that's really important to me, and that is freedom. So I want to share some thoughts on this notion of freedom, as it's something that all humans innately desire on some level, and might be something that has been on your mind too. Now, no matter what positionality or neutral stance you may have on the COVID vaccines or the mandates, one thing that I have noticed is that at the very core of people's positionalities, no matter what it is, is their desire for freedom. So some people got the vaccine as a way to have freedom to feel safer and more protected or freer from having serious illness from COVID or from getting COVID, if they should catch it, to have the freedoms to go travel, to go to a restaurant or a bar, or possibly just to keep their job. Now, some people chose not to get the vaccine, as they also desire freedom. As for some, they value the freedom of choice in having their own body autonomy, some see that being coerced or choosing to get the vaccine just to keep their job or career or just to go to a restaurant or to watch their play kids play hockey or to travel isn't true freedom. That's how some people see it. And that it doesn't feel like true freedom to them as it means they have to sacrifice or give up on their morals or give up their degree of importance that they place on having an experimental vaccine or gene therapy in proper terms in their system. And then, of course, there are some people who find freedom in having neutrality when it comes to the vaccine or the mandate, as in neutrality, there is the surrendering or the acceptance of not knowing not knowing anything on either ends of the spectrum until we know, until the data comes out. And so when you accept that there's just some things that we don't know and won't know until the data comes out, or as it's currently ever changing, then you don't feel so worried or you're not in so much fear all the time. Therefore, some feel a sense of freedom in that neutral positionality as they are not so consumed by all of the what-ifs and the fears and the worries. So really, at the very basis of what we are all experiencing is the notion and the desire for freedom. And I think that that awareness is important to note because it is a great example of the commonality in which actually unites us all. And at this time, it's really important to acknowledge all of the different ways in which we can unite and not divide. So for me, one thing that reflects true freedom is my ability to go on walkabout and have some adventures and travel. And boy, did I have a lot of them. Now, one thing that was very obvious to me in which the universe was asking of me was to surrender my attempts to plan or organize basically anything when it came to this trip. (laughs) So I was in full surrender mode the whole time. And this message of releasing my resistance and adopting uh, more going with the flow was absolutely everywhere. So, you know, I just basked in it, basically. And not surprisingly either, as it's in the true flow and in dropping our resistance where freedom, true freedom lies. It's where true creativity can happen, which to me is the ultimate freedom. You see, the universe is creative by nature. Source or God is creative by nature. And it's optimal state is flow. But in order to have flow, we need to release our resistance. And there's freedom in that, in releasing and letting go. So I made next to no plans and just winged it the entire time, pretty much. I just packed everything that I might need so that I could just really embrace anything that the universe threw at me. And now I don't know about you guys, but for me and and many others that I know who are conscious creators and who love to travel, when you travel and follow the flow, the universe really steps up the magic. I mean, you know, there's always magic everywhere at all times in our everyday lives or, you know, at home. But when you travel and when you surrender to the flow, to not over planning so much or over controlling things, the magic really amps up. Now, the reason that this happens is because when we're at home or when we're just going along with our routines and our regular habits in our everyday lives, we kind of fall into these habits that we've created. We barely or rarely break the mold and shake it up and do things different, right? So if everything is structured and and controlled in a way, well, then there leaves little room for source to deliver you some creative magic. But... When you travel and when you don't over plan or over control everything in your travels, you're breaking your routines, you're stepping out of your element, your energetic frequency changes, you step out of that frequency and into the field of neutrality where anything can happen. And I experienced so much of this in my backpacking travels over the years, or when I've just followed the flow of my intuition. So when you're in that space or that intention of, I'm going to do something different, or I'm going to go explore something different, and when you consciously remain in that neutral space and intention, whilst also being open and willing to follow your intuition, or follow whatever the universe throws at you on your path then some really, really cool things show up. And it's all because you're dropping your resistance, you're dropping your control, you're dropping your fears, you're dropping that ego mind's desire to have everything planned and controlled and everything being okay so that you be okay. When you do less of that and just wing it, some really, really cool stuff happens. And so That's what happened to me all week long, basically, the last couple of weeks. And yeah, I had to make a conscious effort to remain in that space, too, of neutrality and following the flow, as we can easily fall back into the ego mind's desire to plan and control and have certainty, right? So when I got to the coast, it was beautiful and sunny, and it stayed that way for most of the time that I was there. And in the first few days, I was making jewellery in the sunshine on the beach, and pondering over that notion of being in the flow and how it is so much easier to be in the flow when you're traveling you know when you're away from your routines and everything and i acknowledged that you know although i feel a bit lost right now you know with my business with this podcast with my life you know nothing too serious but i have been feeling pretty lost for the last year or so you know not being able to plan or control much that this was all in fact a good thing so I was just reminding myself of that and that it's just a reset that I actually really need to go on this trip and that you know direction will come at the perfect time and so I was thinking about all of this and how I wanted to share it with you guys and how that's what a lot of humanity is feeling right now and facing right now too as COVID's really shaking things up for people and, and really force people to stop and reevaluate and to not know things and to practice more neutrality as things are always changing, right? You know, I was thinking about all of that and thinking about how, you know the best way that I can be of service to others right now is to be that of what I want for this world, which is just to embrace and accept all of this uncertainty, and to just keep holding the belief. That the direction and movement forward will come and it'll come at the perfect time and the perfect way. And that whatever comes is going to be amazing too, right? And it's all going to be aligned with my core values. So freedom, joy, abundance, and ease. So I was thinking about all of that and just reconfirming everything (laughs) for myself, giving myself my own little pep talk. (laughs) And so I asked the universe, okay, cool, got it. But can you please send me something, a sign or something that reflects where I'm at right now or just something? I don't know. And then I had a little cry, (laughs) nothing dramatic. I was just a release of all the emotions and all the energy that had come up. And it was just as I was having a little cry while making jewelry on the beach, when a lovely old couple came up to me. And yeah, we struck up a conversation. And they were just so lovely, um, John and Betty. And John used to be an engineer and a geologist. And so naturally, we had a lot to talk about since I am somewhat of a hobby geologist myself. And what was really neat was Betty used to be a teacher, but now she makes jewelry. And I just thought, oh, how kismet that is, that basically, they were both me combined these two people like they just their personalities their interests and their careers were like a combination of all the things I've done in my life and the things that I'm interested in and yeah so we talked for about an hour and just enjoyed each other's company and then they invited me over for dinner now my initial reaction was surprise and I thought oh that's so sweet but then of course my ego mind's thoughts started to kick in and told me all the reasons why I shouldn't go Now, I was about to decline, but then I remembered my intention of just going with the flow. And I thought, you know what, Terry, just drop your resistance. So I accepted their offer. And now we had a really nice evening. They cooked me dinner. And it turns out we have loads more in common than I thought. And I kind of went there just following the flow, knowing that there's going to be something for me, or perhaps I have something for them to share. Who knows? And... Yeah, they were just really cool people and, you know, traveling, traveled all around the world, visiting over 87 countries in the last 50 years. And even John brought up an experience at one point that he had with spirit and an orb when he was in Australia. And he also shared how his daughter was into alternate like healing medicines and modalities and how... She too likes to discuss and and focus on healing through recognizing, you know, there's a connection between conscious thoughts and emotions and how it can all manifest as illnesses or disease or tension in the body. So I thought that was very funny. I was like, oh, look at these, look at like these complete strangers, yet we all have so much in common. But then what was really interesting was at one point in the evening, John gets up and asks me to see something in the study. And so I followed him and he turned on his computer and he was all excited and he showed me a bunch of data and graphs that he had made. And he'd been following the financial markets all of his life, but he wanted to show me something unusual that he had found in the yield curve in the last year or so. And I just smiled inside as Even though him showing me all of this was quite random because we hadn't talked about the economy or anything yet, I knew it was very divine and I knew there was going to be a message here for me. So he proceeded to tell me that he'd noted some very unusual data and activity the last two years and all this stuff going on. And he's worried about the economy and the monetary system. And I just smiled and and said to him that, yeah, I agree. And that I actually know a lot about what's going on as i had done a couple of those free Harvard and Yale courses on finances and economics. Plus, I've been studying and following what's going on economically with the monetary system. And in fact, just before meeting them on the beach, like about an hour earlier, I was actually listening to a podcast that was sharing the exact same information about the yield curve as he was now showing, showing me. So we shared our thoughts about what's going on and both had very similar views. He then also gave me a bunch of really great advice about the upcoming changes to the economy and the monetary system that we're going to see in the next few years. And I was stoked because this guy was super intelligent. He's obviously, you know, been around the block a few times and he's created a successful life and he was very, yeah, very smart and his graphs were on point they were really well done and I just thought this is what the universe wanted me to hear you know it was really confirming and then plus to top it all off we were saying our goodbyes when John actually gave me some amazing pieces of minerals and mica that he'd found during some field work in the 1960s and I just smiled and told him I actually collect minerals and rocks and have pieces from all around the world from my travels. So, you know, that meant a lot to me. Now, that was about a week ago, or just a little over a week ago. But funnily enough, it was just the other morning as I was typing up this episode that I went for a walk around the lake that I was camping at at the time. And along my walk, I actually found specimens of inferior serpentine and some stillbite and even possibly some stromatolite, which is actually a type of fossil that forms in the rocks. And I was telling John, How like back a week ago, I was telling John how my dad and I used to fossil, you know, as a kid, when I was growing up, we used to fossil all the time and we'd find lots of cool things, lots of sea life and, um, different plants, different bits and pieces in Australia, you know, of the times when Australia was underwater or was a beach landscape rather than, you know, a a dry, dry desert or bushlands. And I was saying to him how much I'd love to go fossiling again. And then it was just that morning before I went on my walk where I was thinking, you know what, I should go on a trip to the island and and do some fossiling because I I just loved those memories with my dad as a kid going fossiling. So, you know, lo and behold, when I stumbled across a bunch of cool minerals and fossils, I just thought how perfect that was and how the universe was kind of just showing me and giving me that uh, confirmation of, hey, yeah, this is what you want to do. Here you go. And what was even funnier was actually how I found the stromatolite. (laughs) So I had actually noticed a dead lizard with this really bright orange belly. And yeah, he was lying upside down and he was dead. So I noticed him first. And yeah, I love, love lizards. I've always loved them ever since I was a kid. I, I even had a lizard cemetery in the yard of my childhood home. Oh God. Anyway, so I noticed the lizard, but the lizard was capturing my attention and pointing me to the treasure that he was laying on. He was literally laying on these fossils. (laughs) So I'll have to email John and share that news with him. Now, speaking of spirit animals, I was also graced with endless messages from the different animals that I crossed paths with. Spirit animals refer to a spirit which helps to guide or protect a person on a journey or throughout their life, and whose characteristics that person shares or embodies so whenever you encounter an animal in quite a kismet way look up the meaning of that animal because that animal has a message for you because spirit or the universe or sometimes our guides they can send us messages through animals um, through reoccurring animals animals that you see all the time or yeah really funny little ways in which animals can kind of show up So I've had several spirit animals that come and stay with me for some time and I'll see them in my meditations or I'll see them all the time when I'm out in nature. But currently, my current spirit animal is an eagle, which I'll tell you that bit in a little bit because eagle followed me throughout this trip too. But the first animal that came across my path was a pretty big coyote that came into my campsite one night whilst I was cooking dinner. And yeah, he was pretty brave and came about two meters away from me. And so I thought it was a dog. And then I was like, shit, no, it's a bloody coyote. So I stomped and clapped at him and he ran off. But then he went around to the side where I had my food on the table and he tried to get the food. So I yelled at him some more and he uh, ran off into the bushes, which then he proceeded to watch me for a little while then, as I could see his glowing eyes in the, in the woods peering at me. But he ended up wandering off later on. But Coyote Medicine is really, really cool. And I resonate with it a lot. It it definitely resembles a lot of who I am and and what my true, my real personality is, which Coyote Medicine is adaptability. Coyote is the trickster. It loves to play or represents playfulness. Um, And it's an invitation to laugh at whatever obstacles come your way kind of have a more playful approach or, or mindset to dealing with things with things when things get stressful. Coyote really represents, you know, it's the magic in life and in, in creation too. So I just loved that energetic reminder and it's very in tune with who I am and how I tend to live life. And a good reminder too with all this seriousness going on right now, whether it's in my own life or what's going on collectively. Sometimes it really helps to just kind of take a break from it all and just laugh at the ridiculousness of it. Now, I saw lots of eagles every day. There was this beautiful image, First Nations uh, illustration of an eagle and a raven in the uh, Airbnb that I ended up staying at for a couple of days. But the significant moment when uh, Eagle graced my presence was on my birthday morning. And also the next day too, where as soon as I got up, this big, beautiful eagle squawked so loud and just flew in over the lake and perched on top of the tree across from the lake and it just sat there. So it was really nice to have eagle watching over me. And eagle reminds us that, you know, when you live in the truth, you have the power to soar higher than ever imagined. When you are living fearlessly, when you're dropping your fears, dropping your resistance, it means that you're living in your truth. And truth is freedom. So it reminds us to keep a bigger vision and to listen to that inner voice and that inner intuition and to live fearlessly. So I thanked Eagle for that message on my birthday and the next day. But the next significant animal that graced my presence was a beautiful lone swan that flew into the lake one morning. It was this misty morning. It was kind of gloomy. And I'd just gotten up. I don't know. I didn't want to get up because it was so cold and I hadn't started the fire. There was no sun out. And I just thought, I don't want to get up. But I just felt the urge to get up. So I got out of the car because I was sleeping in my truck and I was making my coffee and I heard this swooping noise and I, I turned around and saw this big, beautiful white bird just flying in and gliding over the lake and, and she landed on the lake. And I thought, oh my gosh, like, what are you doing here? Like Usually the swans fly north or, or south, sorry, um, they fly to warmer weather and, you know, it's February and there's this swan here in the lake. And yeah, she just swam around and watched me for hours. And I watched her. And interestingly enough, it was actually on the day in which we officially entered Pisces season when she came in. Now, Pisces is intuitive, it's a creative sign, it's very receptive and flowing. And the swan medicine also represents that similar energy. It represents spirit or source. It's the divine loving grace of God. It's um, trusting your intuition. Swan brings beauty and grace. And yeah, just a reminder to always follow the flow of life and releasing your resistance. So here was that message again. And yeah, it was a very special morning as, yeah, that morning... When I was laying in bed and not wanting to get up, it's funny, I I felt different. I felt like I'd woken up and felt that things like the collective energy had shifted. Now, Pisces season is the last of the zodiac signs and kind of always brings everything. So all of the archetypes and all the energies and all the lessons together and just surrendering all of that, everything over to source. So it has a sense of that coming home feeling. And that's what I felt. I felt like we had edged closer to the energies of the new world. So, you know, for the last year and a half, we've been in some disruptive energies where we have felt like we've had one foot in the old world and one foot in the new world or one foot in the old life and entering into a new life or entering into something new that you're creating. And I could just feel it that we have edged closer to the new energies of the new paradigm. So I was laying there and thinking about that. And funny, I had a friend text me saying she felt the same thing. And then I got up and I saw the swan come in. It was just all, it was all just perfect. And yeah, so I thanked the swan and it's confirming message. And now, so while I'm here on this topic of the new paradigm, I wanted to share another download that I had that morning while I was watching the swan while was sitting on the dock and watching her and I wanted to share this message with you guys because it's really important and I mean I was like whenever I go and walk about or traveling I get so many psychic messages and downloads it's always a lot and all of it's important and all but I'm really excited about but this one was a reminder for all of you and for myself that we're learning to create and live in the new paradigm. Welcome to the alchemy of natural healing. I'm your host, Laurel Dewey. True healing is an alchemical process, meaning it must transform you on all levels, body, mind, and spirit. What affects one affects all three. True healing is one of the hardest journeys you'll ever travel, but it's one of the most rewarding and fulfilling when you get to meet yourself for the first time. If you're ready to take that journey, let's get started. So with all of the tensions going on right now in the world, because there's a lot going on, not just here in Canada, but in all countries, all countries are facing their own SHIT and everyone's dealing with their own stuff personally. And everyone's dealing with things going on in their family and things going on in their communities and and globally. But with so many people desiring and fighting for freedom, essentially, because a lot of people are doing that. I just thought about how many people are learning to create in the new paradigm as the old paradigm tells us, you know, that our external reality is showing us that we're not free. It shows us all the ways in which we've lost our freedoms, we're not free, how things are hard, things are tough, and you can't have what you want, right? So therefore, We look at our external reality and we think, oh, look at all these ways in which I'm not free or I've lost my freedoms or look at these ways that show me that I can't have what I want because my external world is showing me that, therefore, I can't have what I want or therefore, I don't have freedom or I am not free, right? That's the old paradigm. That's how we used to create our reality. That's what most of humanity does to create their reality. And it's what we're shifting out of. The new paradigm is different. The new paradigm is that we're learning to create our reality from the inside out and not from the outside in. So in the new paradigm, in order to physically have freedoms or have a reality that reflects that to us, we must first adopt the belief and focus of I am freedom or I am abundant. Right? That's how we're learning to create our reality in this new way, in this new world, in this new paradigm, is choosing to focus on the belief that I am free, I am freedom, I am abundant, I am enough. And when, when you have and adopt that mindset and focus on that belief systems and those mantras, you start to see so many more things in your reality that reflect that. So many things that reflect all the ways in which you are free, even if some of your freedoms have been taken away. You'll start to see all of the ways in which you are abundant, even if your bank account doesn't show you that you're abundant. You start to see and focus on all of the things that reflect to you how great you are, how you are enough, instead of focusing on all of the things and people and situations in your reality. That make you feel like you're not. And so, you know, that energy came through and that download came through so strong that day when I was watching The Swan. And, you know, that was exactly what was going on for me. It was exactly what I was doing. My walkabout was me focusing on all of the things that make me feel free. And that is available to me and present in my reality traveling, exploring, manifesting cool stuff, noting all of the connections and the magics, the signs, the synchronicities, meeting all these cool different people. All of that is around me. And that was me living in my truth, living in my joy and my passion and dropping my resistance. And this one last message that I want to share with you is exactly what all of us, all of us lightworkers, all of us that are consciously evolving and waking up, It's what we're meant to be focusing on right now at this very moment. And that is to follow your joy. You know, in a time where there's been so much tension, so much divide, so much stigmatizing, just so much of everything, it can all be really overwhelming. And I know that some of you may want to fight and stand up for yourselves. You may use this energy to speak your truth And then some of you may just want to hide away from it all and just pretend that it's not happening and just kind of dig your head in the sand a little bit. And I just want to say that's all okay. It doesn't matter what you choose to do or don't do. It's all a part of your experience and a part of you learning. You know, if you fight and push and force too much, you'll eventually learn to dial it down a little bit and create more balance. And if you choose to avoid and hide and ignore what's going on too much, the universe will just give you tests and lessons to make you realize mm, I'm avoiding too much, right? And it'll help teach you to maybe speak up a little bit more or take more action. But each person's lesson and each person's inaction or action is unique and individual to them. It's part of their own soul's journey to not get upset at others for not speaking up enough or to not get upset at others that are speaking up too much. It's all a part of their unique lessons and journey. And we're all just trying to reach more of a balance between all of that, right? And so if you're feeling triggered, and if you feel a mix of emotions, a mix of wanting to take action or inaction, just use this time to feel into the emotions and identify what limiting belief or fears are being triggered. What's at the root of them? Maybe you feel like you're not heard or seen. Maybe you feel like you're not capable enough to take any action. Maybe you feel like you're not good enough in some way, right? They're always at the bottom or the root of whatever triggers are in our external reality. And remember that each time you do this, simply just acknowledging your feelings and feeling them out and acknowledging your fears and your limiting beliefs, each time you do that, You are deactivating the amount of power that these fears hold over you. Remember, when you deactivate the amount of power that they hold, and then you choose to focus and and shift your focus on the things that you love, the things that bring you joy and bring you passion, well, then the universe listens to that. It's like, oh, look, more power is in all the things that she loves, in all of the things that bring her joy, all of the things that make her happy. So I'm going to give her more of that. That's how manifesting works, you guys. So just to round everything out here, the last part of this message is you must simultaneously, whilst acknowledging all your fears and your triggers, you want to redirect your focus on all of the things, big or small, it doesn't matter, that ignite your passion, that makes you happy, that brings you joy. You see, that is our role and is our soul's purpose at this very time right now. It's okay. To take a break from your advocating, from your fighting, from expressing your voice, or maybe from hiding away and avoiding. Just take a break from all of that and just do more of what makes you happy. Redirect and shift your focus on love, on all of the things that unite you, that bring you, the real you, back together again, that brings you and others back together again. It truly is one of the most important and powerful things that you can do at this time that does help, that will actually bring about more of the change that you want to see. Oh my God, I get so excited talking about it. Like it all just jolted through me that morning and I was like, oh, it was just amazing. And I wish I could just express like... The love and the bliss and the clarity and the depth and the feelings of truth that I feel when I receive these downloads so loud and clear. (laughs) When I hear myself, my crass Australian voice, like speaking this out loud, I always laugh. (laughs) I swear when I get these downloads, it feels much more beautiful and divine than how my voice sounds. Anyway, I'm just making fun of myself. Coyote, right? Playfulness. Anyhow, okay, so now, gosh, I could talk about so many things that happened on this trip, but I've got to contain it all. The one last thing that I did want to share with you guys was all of the things that I manifested during the trip because during my walkabout, I manifested quite a lot. So some of them were completely random and surprised me, but then some of them I asked for during the day and then they just later showed up out of the blue in unexpected ways. And I wanted to talk about these because I wanted to kind of clear up and further explain manifesting energy and how it works. For example, one that surprised me was one that I'd kind of forgotten about, to be honest, and um, it was because I finally found the exact plateware set that I had been wanting for the last six months, which I completely I forgot I put it on my list six months ago, and I'd absolutely forgotten about it anyways, I found it totally somewhere I didn't think I would, and it was on sale, so that was pretty cool and what else? Oh, I manifested something specific that I've needed for a customer of mine. I have a custom jewellery order that I have to send out by March and they required a very specific crystal that is to be cut in a very specific shape. And now I hadn't found anything yet that matched it. Nothing online, nothing from my uh, uh, wholesalers, but I just knew that I would because it always happens. I, It always comes. That's how manifesting works. You have to believe and know that it's going to come. So one day I was heading to a beach and I drove past a sign that said, fossils and gem sales. And of course, you guys know by now, I love fossils. So of course, of course, I pulled over and I, would, uh, I thought I'd stop in to see what they had. And lo and behold, there was the exact crystal and the exact shape that I needed for my custom order. And it surprised me. I was like, oh, I did not expect to find you here. Thank you very much. And yeah, I bought a bunch of other stuff because there was some cool pieces there. And the lady ended up giving me some crystals for free, <laughs> so, which was really awesome too. I like was totally shocked by it. Like She didn't have to. Her prices were so cheap anyway. But uh, yeah, she gave me a bunch of crystals for free. And I laughed because I had actually asked for abundance that day. Anyway, funnily enough, the universe wasn't done with the abundance that I that was coming to me, that it wanted to give to me, because later in the afternoon, I wanted to find this really big waterfall that was kind of off the beaten track and not really known about. Couldn't really find any directions online how to get there. So I knew the general area, area of it. So I drove up some old four by four roads, some old FSR roads to try and find it. And it turns out that the road that would have given me the most access was locked with a big old yellow gate. So I decided to use my intuition and I just followed another random road. And I just thought, you know what, let's just see where this takes me. Now it ended up taking me to just an area where it was just a dead end, but I intuitively felt the need to just get out and walk in the bush towards the location of the creek. I would just bushwhack my way there, right? But I ended up finding a track, and I was walking along this track when all of a sudden I came across a pile of someone's trash and it looks like they may have been camping out there for some time and just left the stuff that they didn't want anymore and in the pile I noticed a shimmery pink pencil case <laughs> And oh, you guys I'm like a magpie I'm a sucker for anything that's shiny so, I picked up the pencil case and I opened the zipper, and it turns out that inside there was about a hundred envelopes with money amounts written on each one. So it must have been like somebody who worked at a restaurant and it would have been tips from a restaurant by the looks of it. But when I peered through the envelopes, although most of them were empty, there was actually still money left over, (laughs) left behind in some of them. So that was really cool. It's like, sweet, more abundance. But the abundance didn't even end there because as I followed the track, it took me down to the river and there was actually an abundance of other waterfalls the whole way down the river until I finally made it to the big waterfall. And of course, when I got to the waterfall, I did my waterfall meditation where I intentionally release everything that no longer serves me. I just imagined all of that energy that's no longer serving me, all of that resistance, all of that fear. And I imagine releasing those energies. I imagine that I was giving it to the waterfall and the waterfall was taking it down the river. And then next, I invite the power, the energies of the waterfall into my being so I just feel that energy flowing in all of the power and all of the abundance from the waterfall kind of just to refill my energy and refill my cup so yeah that's just a nice little tip for you guys to try out whenever you are in the presence of a waterfall and not only that waterfalls release negative ions which are super beneficial for our health and our well-being too so it's really good to spend time near some waterfalls and so that's the thing about manifesting you guys. It really is that simple. It's just simply asking for what you desire and then not being attached to the hows or the whens. So just asking for it or holding the feeling or holding the visual of having it in your mind as often as you can and then surrendering, letting go of your resistance, letting go of your fears, all of the things that hold you back right all of the things that stop you from following the flow and now i really don't want to mislead you guys either because i know that for many people some people think that manifesting is just oh you just wish for something and then it shows up out of nowhere for free and you know i was thinking about that notion and how manifesting has kind of been skewed and twisted for marketing reasons, right? Like, oh, you can manifest all this cash and all of these cool things, which don't get me wrong, you can manifest anything you want. However, there is always got to be an exchange. There's always an exchange or a price that you pay when you want to manifest. And the price that you pay or the exchange is you releasing your resistance and the degree of resistance that you need to surrender will change and be different depending on what it is that you're calling in. If it's a big manifestation or a small one, you see source or God or the universe seeks balance And it wants to give you everything that you desire. It hears you asking for something and it's like, oh, you want that? Okay, cool. You can have that. But in order to create more of a balance in the energies, it will ask you to drop your resistance to something. It will ask you to acknowledge and release whatever limiting beliefs or fears that you may hold that's getting in the way or stopping you from having whatever it is that you're asking for. Or if it's, yeah, a smaller item, a small manifestation, it'll just ask you to let go of trying to control how it shows up or when it shows up or forcing things, right? So that's the price you pay. That's the exchange that brings about the balance. You see, it's one thing asking for something or believing that you can have it or aligning your frequency to it. But in exchange, the universe asks us to look and release the amount of fear, controls or limiting beliefs that we may hold or that is holding us back from having it. You see, our purpose here is to align with and discover our authenticity, our real truth. And our authenticity and our real truth does not lie in our ego mind's desire to control. To coerce, to manipulate. It does not lie in the fears. It does not lie in the limiting beliefs. So we're simply just looking at all of that, acknowledging it, which deactivates the power. And then we're choosing to shift our focus, to choose to follow our intuition, our passions, our joys, the things that light us up, to follow the things that don't make much sense, but you have that feeling to follow it anyway. Now I even attracted or manifested the right people at the right time that shared some much needed messages with me and that also shared some information that I needed. So one day there was a really cool cliff top up a mountain that I could see and it was just a fleeting thought. I just wondered if I could get to the top of it cuz I bet there would be good views up there. And I was walking along in the bush when I or the woods when I was thinking this and then I came across a young couple whilst I was walking just 10 minutes later. We struck up a small conversation and they randomly told me just out of nowhere that there's a really cool 4x4 track that would take me to the top of that cliff with an amazing lookout of the ocean. And all that took was just that simple intention of wanting to get to that clifftop, of wanting to go on, a, on an adventure. And so the universe responded with the how. I also came across another nice old man that had gotten lost one day and I helped him with directions and we ended up chatting for about an hour and he had such amazing stories with many confirming messages for me. Like, I can't go into them all because there's so many, but he even gave me directions on how to get to an old gold mining town that I had actually been looking at going to and exploring on Vancouver Island sometime this spring. Now, he would brought up the topic of old gold mining towns just randomly, and I laughed and told him that it's one of my joys to explore old abandoned towns, and especially gold mining towns, and that I'd just been researching that exact area and that exact mine and had wanted to go check it out. Then there was a really cool story and an aha moment and lots of messages that I shared with a really nice guy that I ended up having a chat with back at the campsite one day, And yeah, we'd had a good old chat for a couple of hours about our love for dirt biking and adventures and camping. And he shared how alone or lost he'd felt the last two years during COVID as he'd had different views than a lot of people in his life. But he also shared that how he didn't really like his job and then he wanted to follow his passion as he had a few cool business ideas. But of course, he was hesitant in going ahead with his ideas as he just didn't know how or if it would work. Plus, he had a family yet to provide for. And I told him the number one thing to do first is to simply just adopt the mindset that it is possible to create a business from your passions and to have that abundance and freedom or time too. So you guys, you can have it all. And I know that that's possible. Because that's exactly the life that I have been living and created in the last seven or 10 years. But it's only possible if you decide that it's possible and remain strong in that belief. So I talked about how the universe works, how energy works, and how all it takes is a shift in mindset or a shift in consciousness to create the very life that you want. And then you simply just focus on that you drop your resistance, you look at all of your fears, you look at how much you're controlling everything, you just let it all go, surrender it, keep acknowledging it, keep deactivating its power, and then follow your intuition. Follow the little clues and steps and synchronicities that the universe puts in your path, because all of those little stepping stones will lead you to your manifestation. And you know, funnily enough, he said, you know, although it may seem a bit out there for some people, it really wasn't that out there for him, you know, listening to me talk about all this, as he'd actually had many people in his life that know about energy and all this energy stuff, as he put it, but that he'd kind of written it off as they were quite woo-woo about it. And we just laughed at that. And I said, yeah, I can't I can't really do woo-woo. I don't teach or share things in a way that's airy-fairy like it used to be taught. It's just not me. And Source wants me to share what I know through the lens that is true to me. And it was there that he stopped and said, you know what? I actually used to follow this way of life all the time when I was younger. But, you know, somehow the seriousness of life and the pressure and rigidity of having to provide and of having to follow the systems that society has in place – had just redirected him. He then told me this crazy story of how him and his four buddies decided one day that they were going to jet ski (laughs) all the way from BC to Alaska. Now, this is almost unheard of. It's actually a pretty crazy thing to do. I grew up on jet skis and that's a long, treacherous journey. And yeah, those waters are not the tamest. And, and being only on jet skis is pretty dangerous or could be pretty dangerous too. But nonetheless, they all thought that it would be awesome. And no matter how much it didn't make sense to do. And you know what? They did it. Not only did they do it, they did it with absolutely no problems. They had the perfect weather, the perfect seas. It took them five day, five days to get there and just stopping overnight at different ports before setting off again and They even had the perfect weather and no dramas on the jet ski back to Canada too. I really enjoyed his story, and he said how they arrived in Alaska and in Alaska, and they were the talk of the town and yeah, he had just a huge smile on his face as he told me the story. And, you know, and then he paused and after a moment he realized, you know, that he'd connected the dots of how manifestation and how the energies of the universe works. You know, he said how they all had this crazy idea that seemed impossible, but, you know, that they really wanted to do it as it was going to be awesome and it was going to be them following their passions and their joys. And, you know, they didn't try to control the hows or they didn't question the whys. They just packed for anything is possible, let go of their fears and let go of everything that created resistance. And it all just aligned perfectly. On another day, I woke up one morning with the name Davis Bay in my mind. And I actually knew that there's a place nearby called Davis Bay, as I've been there before. As I'd been there before, I kind of, you know, I wasn't that excited to go there. It wasn't anything new for me. So my ego mind kind of fought off planning to go there and I decided to do something else. But then I caught myself. I was like, nope, I need to re-steer my mind back to following my intuition as this was my intuition telling me to go there. I need to drop my resistance drop my ego mind's desire to control and say, no, and let's do something else or let's be more productive in another way. And I need to just go there to see what's there. So when I arrived, I saw a bunch of people waving Canadian flags. There were love hearts everywhere. There was music playing. They were holding big love and peace signs. And I realized it was a mini freedom gathering. And I thought, well, oh, perfect. These are my people. So I I decided to park my car and get out and just wander by to see what comes to me. Well, yeah, they had awesome music playing and people were clapping and cheering and shouting things like, I love you and freedom. So it just felt really good. So I decided to stay there and have a little dance by myself. Then a lady came up to me and we were just dancing nearby and we just started chatting. And I end up having an amazing conversation with her. And it turns out we were both facing very, very similar things in our lives. Even though there was a 30-year you know, difference in age apart, we actually had a lot of messages and advice to share with one another that were, we were both facing or had been facing the last couple of years. But one thing that really caught me off guard was that she too was a very spiritual and intuitive person. And funnily enough, she too, at times, channels the Pleiadians and the Arcturians. And now, you guys, this isn't something that you normally just bring up in conversation with random people. We kind of were testing the waters with one another and I just threw it out there and she's like, oh yeah, me too. So that was pretty cool. But what was even rarer, in my opinion, was that we both agreed that we don't like to promote constantly channeling other beings and that we had learned and found that it was more beneficial overall to connect with our higher selves, ourselves, and to teach others to connect with their higher selves as opposed to constantly channeling other beings or talking to your spirit guides all the time. As when you only focus on talking to other beings or your spirit guides all of the time, you're still listening and feeding your energy and your focus into something that is external from you energetically. The messages are still coming through the lens or the filter of that being. And even though they come from love and light and they have some amazing things and and lessons and information to share with you, it's still something that's external from you It's still coming from a filter of another energy or another being and that you can get this information or connect with this energy of a higher consciousness through your inner self, through your higher self that's connected to source consciousness. And that resides in all of us. And so that's something that we both had experience in. And had learnt over the years and have learnt that it is much more beneficial to learn to listen to your higher self. as That's where the real truth and freedom lies. You know, because all too often if you find someone who has these abilities and who connects with other beings energetically, they... How do I say this? They like to promote it and talk about it and say how cool it is and, and that they can channel this being and do this and they've got this information and how cool it is. And yeah, I, I agree. It's a, a pretty cool tool that we all have access to, but it's not something I like to focus on. I find it much cooler and much more beneficial for my own spiritual journey and evolution of my consciousness if I choose to connect with my higher self and my heart more. So that was just a really neat reminder for us both. And we agreed that we were meant to meet and share this message with one another. And, you know, maybe that's why I had gotten the download that morning to go to Davis Bay. Oh, you guys, there were so many amazing people that I met with so many synchronistic messages every day. And I mean, even the owner of the Airbnb that I'd booked for a couple of days when my husband came over to visit, even she was a kindred spirit. The place was amazing and I'm so glad I followed my intuition in booking that particular place. I just knew I had to stay there for a few days and it was when I was there I looked at her book collection that she had and suspected that we might be like-minded. So I reached out to her and it turns out that she too is an everyday alchemist. You see, we will attract certain people, certain things, certain situations that will match whatever energetic frequency that you embody. This is the law of attraction at play here. And this goes for our everyday lives. And this goes for when we're off exploring somewhere, when we're off an adventure or traveling somewhere too. When you meet random people, when you go traveling or just choose to experience new things, big or small, you will find that the universe naturally draws, manifests people or situations that match you, that match your energetic frequency and that have messages for you or perhaps you have messages for them. That's why I'm always curious whenever I'm out and about who I run into, who I strike up a conversation with because there's always something there. There's always a message for me or a message for them. And this is why it's so important to come together with people to unite, to have a conversation with that stranger that you're sitting on the bench with, to give a smile to the person you walk by, to stop and pat that dog, strike up a conversation with the dog's owner. You never know what can be shared through these interactions and what magic can occur. And it also reminds us that we're not divided. We're not alone. We're not separate. We are all connected in more ways than we can ever imagine, helps to promote that energy of uniting and not dividing. Okay, well, you guys, I think I better end the episode there or you'll be listening to my stories for hours. (laughs) So thank you so much for tuning in. And as I shared some of these messages and, and stories that I experienced during my walk about, I just couldn't help but feel just a sense of gratitude for The amazing couple of weeks I've had and the fact that you are tuning in to listen to them and and to hear how energy kind of works through real-time experiences and stories. Now, remember, you can go on Walkabout too. And you can go at any time. It doesn't have to be a two-week camp trip in the Canadian mountains. It doesn't have to be overseas somewhere. It can be in your own backyard. It can be just for the day or an hour. Just set that intention of, I'm going into nature with an expanded awareness. Let's see what shows up. Or, you know what? I've got a spare couple of hours. I'm going to go into town and just wander around and see what magic is going to show up. Then set out on your walk or set out on your day and just follow what the universe puts in your path. Practice tuning into your intuition, into your curiosity, what sparks your interest Oh, hey, this tree over here looks interesting. I'm going to walk over there. Or I feel like going into this shop. Let me walk into this shop and see who I might meet or who I might talk to. And then watch what magic occurs, what messages might show up, what animals you might see or what treasure you might find. Remember, your role right now that will help to lift the frequency of this planet up into love and up into joy and that will help to raise the consciousness of others, is for you to just simply follow your joy. Take a break. Take a break from everything. And just for an hour, just for half a day, just for a day, do more and be more in what lights you up, what makes you happy, what brings you joy, what sparks your interest or what sparks your passion. This is exactly What we're supposed to be doing right now is doing more of that. Simply choose to shift your focus onto something that brings you joy and just do it. Bask in those feelings of how it makes you feel, of that happiness, of that focus, that undivided attention that you might have when something interests you, that love that you feel. This is you choosing to be in love over fear. This is you choosing love and true freedom. And this is you being the change that you want to see. Thanks, everyone. And please feel free to share this episode with others. You can also sign up for my email newsletter each week. The links to my website and everything is in the show notes. And of course, you can follow me on Instagram at My Everyday Alchemy. Bye. (laughs) Well, that's it for today, guys. And if you liked today's episode, please like and follow us on our socials. Share this podcast with friends and why not leave this podcast a review? Oh, and hang out next for a minute if you want some high vibe laughs. Oh, this is so stupid. (laughs) Ever thought about how funny mountains are? They're hill areas.